Down to Business on News Talk. Sponsored by Flowgas. Talk to us today for electricity that will power your business wherever you are. I'm delighted to welcome to the Executive Chair, Mr. Ken Scully. He's the Marks and Spencer's Country Manager for the Republic of Ireland. And he's very welcome to the programme. Good morning to you, Ken. How are you? Good morning, Bobby. It's great to be here. Yeah. Now, you might tell us a little bit about yourself, Ken. Uh, You're a Dublin man originally, and I know you're an accountant. We'll come to that a bit later. But how did you... uh, Tell us a a little bit about your your early career. You were a a, a, a BDO... A BDO man, were you, yeah, you were a consultant? Yeah, no, uh, I, I worked with BDO initially and I worked in their other departments, then worked in corporate finance. And then I suppose when I left there, I started to work in industry. I've been in various industries from timber processing to logistics and kind of senior financial roles. And then at the back end of 2005, there was a vacancy for finance director in Marks & Spencer here in Ireland. As a guy who I worked with had a senior finance position in M&S in London. So he asked me to come on board. So I joined initially as finance director for M&S. Then I worked with them in both London and in Europe. And then about a year and a half ago, uh, I got the position of country manager for the Republic of Ireland. So I've Good got full, full responsibility for M&S performance over here. Tell me about uh, Marks and Spencers as a company. And again, my own wife, Mary, worked there, so I know a little bit about it. But it is a kind of a unique culture, is it not? Uh, they've got... Uh, great uh, uh, human resources initiatives. They're quite leading edge in terms of how they deal with their people. Yeah, and I must say in terms of uh, it, it, it's a great company, it's a great brand, it does have a unique culture and I would say we're a brand with huge integrity and we always try to do the right thing. In terms of our people, I mean, we opened here 40 years ago next year and a lot of the people who who were with us on the first day are still with us. Yeah. I suppose that's a testament to in terms of what they think of us and indeed what the customers um, uh, think of us. Uh, they really trust what we do. And I suppose that shows in terms of if you've got people who've been working with you for almost 40 years, it shows true in terms of level of customer experience we can give uh, uh, people who walk through our door. So it's 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 great. And, you know, the brand is great, albeit that it's in a really uh, changing fast paced industry. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the marketplace. And again, Marks and Spencer's position within it, uh, pro- probably slightly different to here. They've, they've had some difficulties in the UK in terms of market share and with the way the consumer is changing. How has Marks and Spencer, or how will Marks and Spencer have to change, to, I suppose, to reflect the current challenge, challenge that is online, that is, I suppose, ever-changing, Ken? Um, yeah, yeah, so I suppose uh, M&S has two distinct businesses. We have a clothing and home business and a food business. And I think if I look at the um, clothing and home business, the biggest challenge is from online. And um, the desire of M&S is to get about 30% of the revenue coming from, from online. And I think um, that in itself poses challenges. I think online has brought with it a very demanding consumer who, um, you know, they're very demanding in terms of if they want something, they want it now. Uh, they can use social media to, you know, research on products. So from a marketing point of view, you know, it's very important to use social media to engage with them. Uh, so we see challenges, you know, in the whole clothing home space from online. And then you have some pure play players like Amazon and how they're going to reshape clothing and home and online going forward is yet to be seen. Obviously, they acquired uh, Whole Foods. So we'll see how that integration is going to work. Interesting you say that about the difference in the business where you're talking about the, the, the drapery and the garments versus the the food business and the M&S food business in particular is different. Like a, you're clearly a different offer to most of the competition there. And it is a kind of a part of the business that people will want to touch and feel. So I, I presume you don't see a big home delivery business or, or that 
in that in that part of the business? Uh, well, I suppose the first thing I would say, uh, I believe that as a retailer, we have the best food products in the world. I mean, uh, people trust it. The taste is incredible. Quality is incredible. And innovation is really good. And one of the things we just looked at the market, listened to our competitors, or looked at the market, listened to our customers, and we felt there were certain areas in our food business that we needed to sharpen our prices on. So about three weeks ago, we went along with our M&S for Less campaign, and we reduced our prices by about 25% across about 200 products. So we have milk went down from 99 cent to 75 cent a litre. We have ribeye steaks went down from 7.30 to 5 euro. But the great thing is we haven't compromised one iota in terms of quality. And, and it's, so it's the same product and it's it, it's great. No, but I'm interested in that campaign, Ken, because that isn't a traditional marks type. You don't tend to be price led, if, if I could say, in, in, the, in that kind of aggressive way. Is that... Is that really saying that we want a greater slice of this of this market share and, and this is the way to do it? No, what it's really saying is that we felt that for certain areas that we needed to sharpen our prices on, we looked at it. So, as I say, milk, bread, eggs, steak, they were areas that we felt are everyday products that consumers um, uh, buy into. And we wanted to be more relevant to more customers. So we just focus on those things that, that, that people want to buy into. And what about the other 1,000 lines that the prices haven't come down in? Well, I think we offer great value for money. I mean, if you take our dining for two, it's iconic. It's, uh, you know... A uh, bottle of wine included. A bottle of wine that. included. So, I mean, there's brilliant value to be had right across our food holes. So it was just in these areas we felt we needed to sharpen our prices. And again, I'm passionate about Indian food. When I go out at the weekends, I like to eat in Indian restaurants. And I think the quality of our Indian food is as good as any restaurants. I mean, we do a deal, uh, two main courses, two sides for 14 euro. So I mean, there's value right across our food holes. Who do you see as your customer, Ken? Again, when, when you're doing campaigns like this, who are you actually talking to or who are you trying to get to? Uh, it's my view that anybody who buys food and the MS for Less campaign, which is focused on our food business, anybody who buys food, that's who we're focused on. You know, so, so uh, you know, we want people to be to come to us more often. We want to be more relevant to, to customers. I want people to enjoy the brilliant food that we have and the great quality. A lot of uh, your competitors would play on the fact that our suppliers are from County Tipperary or from Westmead or from County Sligo. m and is, is, is a UK organisation and I think maybe, and again I'd just like to ask you this, is the fact that you are what you are and you speak for yourself that the, the, the Irish supplier isn't massively to the forefront of your marketing? Well, in terms of, uh, we've got a huge Irish supply base. So, for example, all our soft fruit during the summer will come from our suppliers. We have some brilliant confectionery suppliers. Um, and the great thing about it, not only do they supply the Irish business, but they supply M&S globally. So they got great opportunities to get their products right across the the MLS um, uh, supply chain, and then you know we do alcohol from from Dingle, we do cheese yeah, from Cork, you know. So we've got a huge range of products that are Irish based, and it's part of my goal as the country manager for Ireland to try and develop that. Okay, um, I wanted to ask you something else, and this is about your mountain climbing skills. Uh, I didn't know that you were part of the MLS team that climbed Ben Nevis, uh, Scaffold Pike, Snowden, Sleeve Donard, and Karen Tool in forty eight hours and raised over a million for cancer charities in Ireland. When did you do that? We did that in 2011. And on paper, it looks like something that was uh, really tough. And I've got to say, it wasn't as bad as it sounds. I mean, I always remember when we left Glasgow to drive towards Ben Nevis, and the guys that we had were from Ireland. And I sat beside one of them, and he said to me, how much training have you done for this? And I said, well, I joined the gym about six weeks ago, and I've been on the treadmill quite a bit, and I've climbed Lugnaquilla twice. And then he said, what about that guy? Has he done much training? We were all kind of in the same boat. 
So at the end, he was amazed. What he said to me was when he heard the level of training that we did, he didn't think for one moment that we'd be able to do it. But I think what it shows when you're in a team that's committed to a particular goal, you just drive one another on and somehow you just make it. And just very finally, there's a text in Ken that asks, will M&S ever do home delivery? Uh, we're evaluating everything. So, you know, as part of the whole evaluating of supply chain, that's one thing that we will look at. We, we will always do what we think is best for the customer. You heard it here, folks. They're evaluating it from Ken Scully, country manager for Republic of Ireland, Marks and Spencer. Thanks very much for joining us. Thanks, Bobby. Cheers.